you're listening to The Insecurity Project, solving the insecurity problem at a global level. This podcast is a mixture of interviews, coaching sessions, and personal development content. You'll hear me chat with experts, authors, speakers, and individuals who've gone on to do great things in their life as a result of working through their insecurity. You'll hear brave souls being willing to have a live coaching demonstration recorded where they work through their insecurity. And you'll hear 10 Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver high quality personal development content to help you on your journey. I hope you find it useful. Now on to today's show. Hey folks, Jamin here. It's 10 Minute Tuesday time, and this is the last 10 Minute Tuesday for the year. Thanks so much for all the comments uh, that you've made about 10 Minute Tuesday this year, and uh, I've really enjoyed the process of delivering content this way, so stay tuned for more 10 Minute Tuesdays next year. Uh, So the final subject for this year is how to get out of the victim space quickly and effectively. What, What is the most powerful way to get out of the victim space? Um, and by the victim space, I mean, you know, when we think about our own insecurity and beliefs about ourselves, then it makes a lot of sense to go to what has happened to you, what has been said to you, how the world has impacted you and beaten you down and made you feel like you are no good. Um, so getting out of that space is very important to overcome insecurity. Um, so when I think about solving that specific thing, how to get out of the victim space quickly and effectively, Um, you know, I think about one specific story more than any other in my life, and it relates to my backside. Uh, For those who've read the book, you'll remember this story, but uh, it was off the back of three days of incredible coaching with Dr. Ian Snape in Tasmania a few years back that uh, I really understood this principle so powerfully. Uh, And and it was basically, I I had to rebuild uh, rapport with myself after violating relationship through excessive marathon training. And I hadn't been able to run for six months because uh, my body was not friends with me after pushing way too hard training for a marathon. And so through the process of rebuilding rapport with myself and opening the lines of communication, Ian helped me develop this signal uh, so I could listen to when it was okay to run and when it wasn't. And so the signal was um, a burning sensation on the inside of my right foot. If I felt that before I was going to put my shoes on to go for a run, then I made a commitment to myself that I would not run. And if that signal wasn't on, then it was okay for me to run. And so that was a way of rebuilding trust with myself that I wouldn't overtrain. Now, that might sound strange to you, um, but it sounded strange to me at the time too, to be honest. But I think listening to yourself and developing a clear communication system, actually, uh, while it shouldn't be strange at all, it should be very natural and it is a very common sense thing to do. So anyway, developed the signal, tested it, worked great, thought this is fantastic. Um, Now, after three days of coaching where Ian basically deconstructed my whole life and everything was on the table and it was some some profound, deeply transformational conversation, in in fact, still rates as probably the most uh, amazing experience of my entire life, Um, driving in the car home from that experience back to to where we were staying together and... uh, and I just said, look, I haven't journaled anything from these three days. I'm just going to take a moment, put my headphones in and journal. He says, yeah, that's fine. And so we're driving along and I, I press play and uh, I didn't write a word. I just I just bawled for half an hour. And such was the immense amount of stuff that had happened inside. And uh, I'd never felt so much gratitude and joy and just internal peace and congruence. And uh, when I stopped, uh, you know, dried my eyes, uh, my bum was tingling. And now I'd had 13 years worth of um, pain and tension stored in my left piriformis muscle causing sciatic pain 
which is also part of my running uh, challenges. And after that 30 minutes, all that pain had gone, which was just an incredible experience. And, you know, it's just so funny where our body stores unresolved emotion and unresolved issues. Uh, so I found a way to resolve some stuff. And so it, my body was able to let go of that tension. So I was so excited about not having uh, piriformis and sciatic pain. Uh, as soon as I got home back to, back to Goulburn, I ran three days in a row and totally forgot about the signal and the commitment I'd made to listen to my foot. Uh, and it turns out that signal was on all three times and yet I ignored it and ran. Uh, that, that After the third night, I had this dream. And in the dream, I uh, was fighting with my wife all night and she wouldn't listen to a word I was saying. And she was being so rude and so cruel and so dismissive of everything I had to say. And I was just, I was, I was bewildered. More than bewildered, I was extremely frustrated and hurt by the experience in the dream. And woke up so annoyed at her, even though she'd done nothing wrong, obviously. Luckily, I had a drive, an hour drive in the car uh, heading to Yas to do some coaching work straight after that. And I hear myself say, hey, Jamin, you, you do know that dream wasn't about your wife, don't you? It wasn't about Kat. I'm like, oh, yeah, really? What, what was it about? It's like, that was about you. You're the one who was not listening. We made a deal. You made a clear commitment that you would listen and you would trust and you would not violate the, that commitment. And the very first opportunity you got, you didn't listen. You just sailed through. Now, the interesting thing about that experience was like, that hit me like a 4 with 2 between the eyes because I had already felt the pain of being the victim in the story. I felt what it like to be the one who was not being listened to and not being understood and how cruel and horrible that was and how much, how terrible, you know, Catherine was in this story for doing that to me and she's what a, what a terrible person. Um, yet it wasn't about her at all. It was about me. I was the one who was inflicting the pain. I was the one being cruel. I was the one who wasn't listening. I was the bad guy in the story. And so because I had experienced being the victim, then being the persecutor made so much more sense. It was like, oh my goodness, I know what that feels like. And I'm so sorry that I was the one inflicting that pain. And because of that experience and the fact that my subconscious chose to use that strategy to reveal to me what I'd been doing wrong, I've never broken that commitment again. So the point of my story is that it's so easy to identify as the victim. That That's just so natural and, and simple to see what everyone else is doing that's affecting us and causing us pain and how why, and, and why life is so unfair and it's all everyone else's fault. Um, but that leaves you powerless to make any change. The quickest way out of the victim space is to actually realize you are not the victim at all. You are the persecutor. You are the one inflicting the pain. Not as a way of making you feel like a terrible person, but making you understand that it is you who's created this insecurity. So some of you have heard me describe this before in other ways, but that the, the understanding of how to get out of insecurity comes by realizing that it is not the things that are said and done to us, it is the meaning we place on the things said and done to us. So we're not just the actor in the story, we are the storyteller. So I talk to people all day, every day about this, and people track back through their past and see where insecurity started. And there's always stories of abuse or bullying or cruelty or unfair things or things that were just, uh, you know, really frustrating or painful or, or hurtful throughout their life. And that's where they think the insecurity came from. Uh, but that's never true. 
It's not the bully's cruel words. It's that when the bully said you are stupid or you are fat or you are ugly or you are a waste of space, you agreed. You said you were right. Because someone else said you were stupid or you were fat and you said, go away. You didn't agree. So the thing that caused you most pain was your own words, your own opinion, your own cruelty to yourself, your own self-judgment. Now that's, that's game-changing right there because if you have already felt the pain of, of what it's like to be the victim in the story then you know how cruel persecutors can be but then when you flip it on its head and realize you are the one who's the persecutor here all of a sudden it's like well that's a game changer because um, you are responsible you're the one who created this and you can stop this immediately and make amends and apologize to yourself and make a commitment never to be cruel again because you know how, how cruelty feels. You know how horrible it feels. You would hate for anyone else to ever feel like the way that you felt, yet you're the one who's caused it. Now, the key distinction here, I must say, is to take responsibility rather than blame. Some people hear that news and just go, ah, well, there you go. That proves I'm a terrible person. No, no, that's not the point of the story. It's just saying you're responsible. You created this so you can change this. Um, self-blame it, it looks inward and says oh, well you've done what you've done because you're terrible and that's a hopeless situation and there's no way out of that blame leaves you with nothing responsibility always leaves you with hope and responsibility is the foundation for all lasting change work because it means you had the power to make the change because you created this in the first place so the quickest most effective simplest way out of the victim space is to realize that you are you are actually not the victim you have never been the victim you are the storyteller you are the one who has inflicted pain you are the one who created insecurity in the first place and therefore you are the only one who can set yourself free you are the only one who can change the script you are the only one who can apologize and make amends for the cruelty and the unkind words and for the labels and for the disempowering story and for diminishing your own self and you are the one who can set yourself free. Hope that's been useful. Have a great end of the year, a safe and loving Christmas with friends and family, and I'll talk to you again next year. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. If you're interested in finding out more about dealing with your own insecurity, check out the 30-day online Overcoming Insecurity Bootcamp. It combines high-quality frameworks with one-on-one coaching to help you eradicate the fear of not being good enough and give yourself permission to really flourish in life. For more information, check out jamonfraser.com.